the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. On AM 1420, The Answer. Indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thank you so much for joining on Minutes Past 10 o'clock on this Thursday, the 17th morning of the 10th month in the year of our Lord, 2019. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, so pleased to welcome back to our program our guest, our regular Thursday guest at this hour. Second time I've had the privilege of talking with Dr. Everett Piper this week. Dr. Piper, of course, is a best-selling author. Uh, you really need to be, uh, need to read his book, Not a Daycare. He is a past president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, and also, in addition to being a, a public speaker, he is uh, currently a columnist at the Washington Times. And Dr. Piper joined me earlier this week as I guest hosted for Dennis Prager on the national program. Doctor, good to have you back for the second time. I hope you're not getting tired of talking to me. <laughs> not at all, Bob. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure and an honor always. So we spoke on uh, on Dennis's show uh, a few days ago uh, about on Monday to be precise about your last column, which was last Friday in the Washington Times about personal responsibility. It focused you focused on uh, a Q and A with Jordan Peterson, uh, who was confronted by uh, a young millennial with questions about problems facing humanity, and uh, I thought it was a wonderful answer that he gave, and an even better. Uh, uh, exposition on that from you in your column about transference, about deflecting, and about expecting other people to do things that you yourself are not willing to do. And I thought maybe you could explain to this audience exactly what you meant. Well, it's uh, first of all, thank you for saying I explained it better than Jordan Peterson. He, throw, he has sold over three and a half million copies of his book. So my book should go up in sales exponentially. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> or as Joe Biden would say, exponentially. I don't know if you caught that on the debate. Did you Did you catch that? 
I didn't. Is that, is that, are you serious? Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. He, he, I can't remember what it was he was talking about, but he, but he said, uh, that it should go up in, in, in the same, uh, same phrasing, uh, exponentially. Hugh Hewitt caught it. And, uh, you know, I'm a former English teacher. These kind of things just jump out at people like us, people like you, I think as well. Hugh had fun with it for the, fun with it for the longest time. Did he mean he was going on an expedition and he was going to study it then? Uh, exponentially. The man does not know what exponentially means, but at any rate, you do. So please uh. take it from there. I'm sorry, you've got me going now. Uh, and yet you as a conservative are a right-wing rube, and your education is being called into question by LeBron James, a guy who <laughs> probably worshipped in your backyard. Uh, call me crazy, but the world is upside down. We'll get to him in a few minutes, believe me. Okay. All right. In response to this criticism from the snowflake leftist, who was challenging Jordan Peterson for saying simply that if you don't have your own house in order, you should be careful about trying to reorganize the world. That's what Peterson said, and he was calling for personal responsibility. This young millennial shakes her head in disgust, and also some of the older panelists with Jordan Peterson call him out and disagree with him. So my response is this. Peterson just gave this young woman and everybody else listening some of the best advice they ever received. And my Piper paraphrase of Peterson is this. If you don't have your act together, together, stop deflecting, stop the transference, stop trying to make yourself look good while you're blaming everybody else. Show some respect, take some responsibility, change yourself before you try to change everyone else. Lose some weight before you complain about the world being fat and eating beef. If you aren't willing to stop using planes, trains, and automobiles, then stop condemning the world for using fossil fuels. Don't try to increase my taxes before you're willing to pay some more yourself. Give more money to the poor before you call me greedy. Remove the lock on your front door before you presume to lecture others about the evils of open borders. And if sanctuary cities are so good, prove it. Start with your own home and and fill it with illegal immigrants before preaching to me or the rest of the world about how walls are sinful. And I go on, and I, I won't belabor the whole point, but I say this. Shouting belabor away. This is an important point. Yeah, feel free to belabor <laughs> it, because I think we really do need to hammer this home. Uh, and and well, I think you did a great job in the column there, but for those who have not read it yet, go ahead. Belabor I will, then. Shouting duplicitous nonsense about tolerance and love, while at the same time you're screaming, I can't tolerate your tolerance and I hate you hateful people, is <laughs> not a winning argument. Your hypocrisy is winning few converts. Claiming to be a champion of diversity and inclusion while working so hard to silence me and other political opponents smacks of being two-faced and insincere. You're scoring no, point, no points for freedom while you're waving your banner of fascism. The problem starts with what you see in the mirror, not who you see out your window. Revival always begins with repentance. It never starts with rebuke. John Newton didn't say, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like you. He stopped selling slaves before he ever condemned anybody else for slavery. Integrity assumes you actually care enough to practice what you preach, and until you realize this, the world will not take you seriously. If you want to be treated like an adult, stop acting like a petulant child. And that Jesus himself affirms all this when he tells us, if, you have a, if you're not going to take the... Stop looking at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye, and all the while paying no attention to the plank in your own eye. How can you say, let me take the speck out of your eye when you aren't even paying attention to what's wrong with you? You're a hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly how to remove the speck out of your brother's. 
Dr. Everett Piper uh, quoting a bit from uh, his piece in the Washington Times, which was uh, born of the uh, the answer that Jordan Peterson, as he mentioned, gave to a young millennial. And I want to take that and transfer it, or not transfer it, but to uh, expound upon that to the you know blatant partisan politics, which I will be uh, as partisan here, and and look at that debate stage on Wednesday night or uh, on Tuesday night rather, uh, Dr. Piper, because they are a perfect example of that. Bernie Sanders, who lives in three different houses somehow, each of them multi-million dollar mansions, who leaves a, a, a much more enormous carbon footprint than the average American could ever do, and yet he is going to rant and rave at us about climate change and the effects of climate change. Virtually everybody on that stage, being millionaires, uh, are uh, in traveling in, in private jets uh, when they go to their climate conferences <laughs> rather than flying commercially and trying to shrink that. Um, those are the planks in their eyes, and they're yelling about this the speck in ours, and that's the part that uh, I think is so frustrating to many of us. Oh, it is. It is. It's duplicitous. It's hypocrisy. They're not practicing what they preach. They're elitist. They're arrogant. They're oligarchs. They think they, like the Soviet Polish, should be able to live in luxury while they relegate all of the rest of us to the gulag. And they think that's just because they're defining justice rather than resting on God to do it. Government is good. God is bad. We know better than you. We're smarter than thou. We will tell everybody else that we know how to run their lives, down to the point where we'll tell you which bathrooms to use and not use and which pronouns are acceptable. This is fascism. This is not academic freedom. It's ideological control. It's being crushed by the fascist of the arrogant and the elite. The snowflake socialists that are running rampant in our culture and being exemplified and personified in the democratic debate will crush you. You will be made to care, and you will lose your freedom. Dr. Everett Piper joining us this morning. A tremendous piece on personal accountability and, yes, not deflecting uh, your own responsibility onto others. Dr. Piper, since you brought him up, uh, I'll tell you what, it's 1018, so let's take a quick time out here. We'll come back on the other side, and I do want to talk about LeBron James, and I do want to talk about uh, that very personal responsibility you just discussed and uh, uh, the willingness and the insistence, in fact, on the American left to blame others uh, for their own shortcomings. And uh, we'll talk more about that as we continue on AM 1420 Alright, 1023 now, the Bob France Authority continuing on AM 1420 The Answer with Dr. Everett Piper, columnist for the Washington Times, best-selling author, former president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. Dr. Piper, I wanted to talk about college and college debt uh, in response to a tweet that you uh, found uh, and uh, shared that I thought was very interesting. But I'm going to pull an audible here because uh, you mentioned LeBron James. And this is kind of tied to it, I guess, when it comes to education. Uh, that is something that LeBron James does not have a ton of. But he uh, it did not stop him this past week, or this week rather, uh, from criticizing those who have plenty of it. And, of course, we're speaking of the human rights violations and the oppression of the uh, people of Hong Kong by the Chinese government, also the people of China, for that matter, of mainland China. But uh, but specifically, uh, demonstrators in Hong Kong are begging for freedom. They are so desperate to have a sovereign state, one that uh, will not uh, uh, result in them being thrown into concentration camps for being political dissidents, for disagreeing with the Chinese communist government, etc., Daryl Morey, general manager of the Houston Rockets, tweeted eight simple words uh, about two weeks, well, about a week and a half ago. 
His words were, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. That's seven words, sorry. Uh, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. And that led to uh, all kinds of backlash by the Chinese government against the NBA. LeBron James, the face of the league, sided with the Chicoms sided with uh, the Chinese government and said Daryl Morey was uneducated about the situation and should not have sent that tweet. Obviously, you have thoughts on that, Dr. Piper. Please share them. I'm just curious. You all from from, uh, Ohio, I'm one of these stupid redneck rubes down in here in Oklahoma. I just want to know what degrees, what advanced degrees does LeBron James hold in international policy in politics. I'm curious what superior education he's bringing to the table to use as a platform for his critique. As far as I know, the man has become wealthy because he excels in dribbling the ball. And I'm not disparaging that, but I'm suggesting that it's a little presumptuous to step forward into the public arena, the international arena, and challenge everybody who disagrees with you on the worthiness of oppressing a freely elected democratic uh, culture um, when you yourself don't understand these politics very well because you have no education in it. I'm just curious why you will kneel in protest before the American flag while at the same time you seem to be so willing to stand and salute that of China, the communist government of China. It just smacks of arrogance and being poorly informed and being very presumptuous. So G.K. Chesterton said this, all vulgar errors arise from education. The uneducated are generally right. The badly educated are always wrong. The prince of paradox, G.K. Chesterton, must have foresaw LeBron James coming because he recognizes that the badly educated are always, always wrong. And guys like my dad, who only had a junior high education are often carrying more common sense to the table because they have humility when they engage in these things rather than arrogance that comes from celebrity status. That is very well said. And and the, the, the LeBron James defenders will argue he's a lot smarter than you think. He's got education enough to, to have a, a, you know, a half a billion dollars, not from playing basketball, but in his business interests, because he is uh, an extraordinarily uh, active man in the business community. He is producing, in addition to starring in the movie Space Jam 2, he has, uh, 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 I think it's a lifetime billion-dollar contract with Nike that pays him out portions of that every year. And, and you know, the the the... Rub here, of course, is that he would not have access to any of those options if it were not for being born six foot eight with the skill that very few people in the history of humanity have ever had in that sport. And the bottom line is that Nike contract is his sole uh, concern here because those shoes that he sells for $250 a pair here in the United States are made by Chinese kids uh, making 50 cents an hour in Chinese sweatshops, and he isn't about to upset that boat uh, or flip that boat over there because he knows it's going to harm him uh, financially. And he even, he even used that word at the very beginning when he said Daryl Morey should have thought about how this could affect people financially before going on to say also physically and spiritually. But it's his financial concern, Dr. Piper, that, uh, that he's most uh, uh, you know, worried about. And fine, the man is a success. I'm not disputing that. He's a phenomenal athlete. I'm not disputing that. He's made money off of his celebrity status and being a good athlete, and he's parlayed that into some business successes. Fine. Yes. 
Good for him. I believe in capitalism. He should, too. And he should extol the virtues of the culture that has allowed him to succeed at such great measure, rather than elevating communism, which is crushing people to the extent that his own shoes that he's a millionaire off of are being made by slave labor in the culture that he's elevating with some sort of moral superiority over and above his own. This man has demonstrated his ignorance rather than his superior education by opening his mouth. And I'm not suggesting that you have to have a Ph.D. to enter the public square. My dad didn't have a high school diploma. He could enter the public square and venture an opinion because he had integrity and humility, and he didn't do so on the platform of arrogance. You know, that is such an important, I think the most important thing I just heard you say was this is a man um, who has benefited from capitalism. And rather than, rather than praising that and, and, and supporting that, he is doing the exact opposite by praising the Chinese communist government, or at least, if not praising it, kowtowing to it and bowing to it. This man was born in Akron, Ohio, uh, to a 16-year-old single mother. He was raised in mostly impoverished conditions. He did have an opportunity to go to an elite high school, Akron, St. Vincent, St. Mary, due to some scholarships that are need-based and so on and so forth, right? But but this man rose from poverty as the the child of a single mother in Akron, Ohio, to be worth over a half a billion dollars today, and the other half is coming. As I said, he's got a lifetime contract with Nike. If anybody would be a testament to what this country, through its capitalism and through its freedom of opportunity, it should be LeBron James. He should be saying the same thing Daryl Morey said. Give the people of China and Hong Kong the same opportunities that I was given here in the United States. You really should embrace that. And instead, he went the opposite way. 30 seconds for the last thought, Doctor. I'll go back to the first segment and what my column in the Washington Times said. Until you're willing to practice what you preach... The world will not take you seriously. That's the perfect summary for LeBron James. Dr. Everett Piper stated brilliantly, sir. Thank you so much. I'll look forward to the next column. Blessings. Bye-bye. Dr. Everett Piper, read his work if you get a chance online at Wash in the Washington Times at WashingtonTimes.com. It is 1030. Uh, final half hour still to come. I would love for you to be a part of it. Phone lines will be wide open, guest free at 216-901-0945, 888-281-1110 on AM 1420, The Answer. Ten thirty-five. We continue on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Twenty-five minutes of outstanding awesome left for you. Then we will bring you Mike Gallagher's version of awesome. Then you're going to get the brilliant Dennis Prager. Then you're going to get Doctor G. Sebastian Gorka. I love listening to Doctor Sebastian Gorka, and you're going to love listening to him on stage on November twenty-first when he joins Hugh Hewitt, Peter Kersenow, and me on uh, on stage uh, for the War for America Soul Tour. Get your tickets now. VIP tickets means you can have dinner with us. And then uh, general admission tickets means you can be a part of the stage show in the auditorium at the Holiday Inn Rockside. Get your tickets now, either variety, VIP or general admission, at whkradio.com. By the way, I just got a notification. Got a few more names to share with you. For Heartbeat International, donations coming in to save babies' lives. Christine, thank you for your $75 donation. You have kept the option line, which is Heartbeat International's lifeline, quite literally, for babies by way of their mothers. Moms who are in desperate situations, 
who feel like maybe there's no way out. They don't feel like they can handle having a baby. They can't raise a baby. Maybe the situation they're in is too desperate for themselves, and they just don't think they have any other option than abortion. They do. They do. That's why it's called the option line. It provides you with options. It 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 uh, takes women who are at risk and potentially considering abortion and refers them to pregnancy resource centers that are spread all around this country. In fact, 2,700 centers around the world. 1,500 of them are here in the United States. Help is available. And the option line has to be staffed, and it needs to be uh, staffed with trained people who can help counsel these women into making decisions that will save their babies' lives. So, Christine, thank you for your $75 donation. Thank you to Joe, who was able to give $25. Thank you to Darlene for a $75 donation. Kathleen, a $75 donation. Christine. Wow, look at all the leans. I got I got two Christines, a Darlene and a Kathleen. You guys are all awesome. Uh, $75 donations from each. So thank you to everybody. Keep them coming. This is a month-long campaign that I'll be telling you about Heartbeat International, telling you the stories of grateful women whose lives were changed when they saved their babies and chose not to have their babies aborted. So many stories to share with you. But uh, uh, go to the website, would you please? Go to the website which is whkradio.com, whkradio.com. Click the option line banner at the top. It'll take you right to the donation page. This, being late 2019, is a perfect time to donate because you're looking for tax uh, write-offs. You're looking for charitable donations, which are tax-deductible. This is the time to do it. You're going to be looking for charities to decide which ones are more worthy of your money. And guess what? There is nothing more worthy than an unborn child desperately trying to have its life saved. And this is exactly what it does. This is life-saving uh, care for babies. Uh, okay, let's go back to the phones, 216-901-0945. And Eric in Monroe Falls is next. Eric, go right ahead. Hey, Bob. Uh, LeBron. So I grew up in the Akron area, and I heard all the rumors about the guy, but I don't want to get into those. Um, after... The 2016 election, uh, the Cavs gave a press conference, and LeBron was asked by a reporter, what do you make of your fans who voted for Donald Trump? And I quote his response, his initial response, and I quote, they is uneducated. I remember that. Good for you. I do. I would not have, but now that you bring it up, I do remember because I remember being just appalled by it. He has made many statements like that where simple grammar and 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 uh, uh, you know uh, subject verb agreement type things escape him as he is criticizing and speaking down yeah. about other people and yeah. their education. You're a hundred percent right. Yeah. And look, my my family came from Appalachia. We talk wrong too. That's that's the icing on the cake. The, the fact of the matter is he always goes to that. You're an idiot. You're dumb. You don't know how to live your own life. Let me tell you. I, 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 let me tell you how to act, how to vote, who you should be loyal to. The guy is just like I get. I get that you have to have an ego. I get that you have to have a thousand percent confidence in yourself to win an NBA championship. And we love him for that. But that doesn't carry over into like telling me how to live my life. And I don't know. I really resent it. Uh, I might take issue with we love him for that even. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I had way less joy in breaking yeah. this city's championship drought 
uh, that okay. we've had since 1964. Uh, I, I took less joy than I should have in it because I had to cheer as I cheered for the team uh, collectively that he was a part of that because I knew who he was and what he was way back yeah. before that. And the fact yeah. that uh, he got back here and was celebrated and is still yeah. celebrated for that to me is something that, uh, I don't know, leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It, it, you know, me too. And I, I think not, not, not that he cares because half a billion, that is, um, that's staggering. But the, he made it that way. He, his, his response to that question should have been, hey, look, man, I don't care who you voted for. When I'm on the court, we're all Cavs fans. I'm not blue. I'm not red. I'm wine and gold. That's what he could have said. Instead, he, decided, he made the choice to alienate half of his fans. So, yeah, when, when, when we did win the championship, it, it, it was for the, in a way, it was kind of for the people he agrees with and not for the people he doesn't. That is exactly correct. That that, yeah. that is exactly correct. That you're, you're spot on. He is essentially saying, "You know what? I don't need you. Uh, you're yeah. uneducated. You, I don't yeah. need you. You don't need to clap for me uh, yeah. because I'm not going to support you." Um, it, it's it's really a fra- and I'm going to take this a step further, Eric. Thank you for the call. Since we're on this, um, you do remember what LeBron James tweeted. Back in January of 2018, don't you? You probably don't, just off the top of your head, but you probably have heard this, right, in the news the last 48 hours? LeBron James tweeted January 15th of 2018 in observance of MLK Day, Martin Luther King Day, the federal holiday. He retweeted, or he tweeted a quote from MLK, and that quote was this. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. End quote. And then he added hashtag thank you MLK50, which is all well and good. If it was genuine, if it was sincere, if he meant it at all. But what we now know is that he does not. He did not. And here is how, here's our proof. This is LeBron James yesterday, October 16th, 2019, when asked to follow up on his comments in support of communist China and critical of Daryl Morey, who tweeted in favor of freedom. About yesterday, uh, I tweeted out a couple of responses that people are not understanding. You know, my knowledge of what it came from, from my brain, and, and, and for me learning from the situation. i, I got to pause. I'm sorry. Just listening to him. Yesterday I tweeted in response to some people who didn't understand my knowledge and, and from my brain where it came from. As if, to, I, I don't know about you, but he, I hear a guy saying, I am on such a higher intellectual plane than the the average nobodies out there that dared to question what I said yesterday about uh, about uh, communist China and about Daryl Morey. Y'all can't understand me. My brain, my my knowledge is so much so much more superior to yours that people didn't understand. So I'm going to stop talking about this. That's what he goes on to say. But listen to that again and tell me if that's not what you heard. I talked about it yesterday. Uh, I tweeted out a couple of responses to people not understanding you know, my knowledge of what it came from, from my brain and, and, and for me learning from the situation. I'm talking about it now, and uh, I, I won't talk about it again uh, because I'll be cheating my teammates by continuing to harp on something that won't benefit us. 
uh, you know, trying to win a championship because that's what we're here for. All right, I got to pause there too. I'm not going to talk about it again, he said, because it's cheating my teammates, because it's talking about something that does not help us win a championship, which is what we're here for. That's what he said. So this guy doesn't feel as though he was cheating his teammates in any of the last 10 years, 8 years, in which he would praise publicly Barack Obama and speak out critically of things like the police, praise publicly liberal politicians, criticize Donald Trump, praise Colin Kaepernick for kneeling at uh, at the National Anthem, uh, and, and criticize those who would say, you are disrespecting our veterans and our country. He was making political statements about all of this stuff for years. He wasn't cheating his teammates then, but now if he continues to talk about China, or if he continues to have to respond to the questions that people have, which are critical of him, well, that would be cheating my teammates because it has nothing to do with basketball, and we're just here to win a championship. The hypocrisy seeps from this man's pores. or I mean, he really does. It really does. When you see him on the court sweating, he is just sweating hypocrisy and fraud. He is, he is a fraud. Continue. Um, we're not politicians. Um, I think it's, it's a huge political thing. Um, but we are we are leaders, and, and we can't step up at times. But there's times where I'm not saying in this particular instance, but, you know, if you don't, We're not politicians, and this is a big political thing. I'm just giving you what he said. He said, but we are leaders, and sometimes we can speak up on things that we feel uh, are important, Uh, not necessarily this particular thing, and if we don't feel like we want to speak up on it, we shouldn't have to. In other words, we get to cherry pick. We get to cherry pick which victims we stand up for. And I'll stand up for the victim, Colin Kaepernick, but not the victims in Hong Kong. I'll criticize Donald Trump, and I'll criticize Daryl Morey. I'll stand up only when it's going to benefit me, but if it's going to hurt my bottom line, if it's going to hurt my income, if it's going to hurt me financially, I don't have to say anything. That's what this man said. Literally. Literally. A year ago, he quoted Dr. Martin Luther King. And he talked about injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Now in 2019, he has chosen to be silent about something that matters. Freedom. Freedom from oppression from the Chinese government. Why? Because he makes hundreds of millions of dollars off of the Chinese government. That's why. And any other any other way, attempt to spin this is futile because it's just not true. Let me hear the arrest. You know, we, we don't know the landscape uh, uh, of the situation. If a week would have went by and then the tweet would have happened, um, it's easy to say, but we, we have no idea. So, you know, it's just a, it, was a, it was a challenging it was a challenging trip for for all of us that was in China. And, uh, and if you were not there, then. It was a challenging trip for the people uh, the week that we were in China. You know who's facing a challenging time right now? Chinese people. Okay? 1.4 billion Chinese people. 
and people of Hong Kong. They're facing a challenging time, and I'm sure they feel really bad about you. All of those people living under oppression and the threat of concentration camps and being jailed for saying the wrong thing, all of those people, I'm sure, feel really bad about the tough week you had in China, LeBron. The man is a fraud. He doesn't care about anything. He tries to bill himself and brand himself as a modern-day Muhammad Ali. Remember when uh, Laura Ingram uh, did her rant on her TV show? and said, shut up and dribble, which was a follow-up to her book, Shut Up and Sing. It was a message to rock stars and musicians, celebrities on their stages, who, you know, people paid money, good money, to buy a ticket to come and hear them sing, hear them perform, not to hear them give a political speech, right? She wrote a book about it called Shut Up and Sing. She then expanded that to Shut Up and Dribble, because now it's athletes. Same message. That was racist, though. It wasn't racist to say shut up and sing. Why? Because there's just as many white singers as there are black singers, I suppose. But when you say shut up and dribble, and it's a an 80% black league, well, now you're being racist, telling them they can't be heard. Remember what LeBron James said in response to that? He said, I am more than an athlete. I refuse to shut up and dribble. I will speak out against injustice. Well, here's your opportunity to speak out against injustice. And what did he do? He spoke out in favor of his wallet, in favor of his income, in favor of the revenue stream, not only that he personally receives, but that his league receives. He sold out all of the people facing injustice, making all of his comments about injustice essentially irrelevant. Kenny and LaGrange on AM 1420, The Answer Next. Thanks for your patience there, Kenny. While I ranted, go right ahead. I love to listen to your rants, my friend. Uh, two quick comments. First of all, these people on the left never speak of freedom and liberty. They never speak speak of God. They never uh, speak in favor of the Constitution. I've I've listened to all the debates. I've listened to LeBron James. I've listened to Colin Kaepernick. They never use those terms. No. Getting and getting over to LeBron James. Uh, the man is worth millions, if not billions. You know, boss is hard for doing it. That's what capitalism is all about. But I watched my granddaughter, 10-year-old granddaughter, play basketball with a 10-foot hoop. These guys are 7 foot tall, and they're still playing with a 10-foot hoop. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me that my granddaughter and LeBron James have to play with the same regulations. You know, I'm just looking at it from my point of view. Why can't they raise these baskets up to 11 or 12 feet for the pros? I have, we'll uh, I have often kind of wondered the same thing. Yeah, I, I have often wondered the same thing, Kenny. I, my, cause my son is basketball player. He's in high school now, but I remember when he was in, uh, in junior high even, you know, and he would miss a free throw. And I'd say, dude, really? It's 15 feet away and there's nobody defending you. How can you miss that? And then I look on TV and I see the pros shooting the exact same distance, the exact same height, missing it. And then I think, you know what, buddy? It's okay. They, <laughs> and yep, why are they not shooting at something much, much harder than what the kids are shooting at? I, it is a bizarre thing, too. But I wonder the same thing. You, you, can, you can inform me. You can educate me. When was the last time you saw any of these people dribble? When I grew up, that was called palming the ball, carrying the ball. <laughs> they don't know how to dribble anymore. Well, they, they do what they're allowed to get away with. That's the bottom line. They just don't okay. enforce it anymore. They don't enforce that you actually have, your hand, have to have uh, your hand on top of the ball, not underneath the ball when you're dribbling. Okay, but, Bob, thank you for what you do. Kenny, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, but remember, LeBron is much smarter than you because, uh, remember, those people who voted for Trump, um, they isn't educated. Back after this. 
10.54, final segment of the Bob Prince Authority for this Thursday. Make sure you tune in to Dennis Prager. I was going to play you a, a Dennis Prager clip. Um, he did about a minute and a half on climate change because uh, nobody on, uh, on uh, Tuesday night was asked about climate change. Can you believe that? Remember, climate change is the most insidious threat that we face as a people. Uh, it is much. It is our World War II, I think, is what the squids uh, tell us, right? The uh, squids that support uh, Bernie Sanders. That uh, this is this is World War II, and they did not even talk about it. Uh, uh, Dennis Prager has a minute and a half out of Prager University on uh, climate change that I did not get a chance to play for you. Listen to him; he may talk about it today. And uh, follow me on social media. I will tweet it and Facebook comment on it, or Facebook post it rather, so you can comment on it as well. France Radio on Twitter and Facebook. F R A N T Z Radio, all one word, no spaces no underscores mike in lakewood is next on am 1420 the answer mike good morning go right ahead good morning yes i think you are the fraud and the hypocrite about china because you support this president who has not roundly condemned china for what they're doing in hong kong but rather sits down and talks with them and tries to make out deals i think he has bone spurs in his tongue he's such a coward so you think that the president uh, trying to stop the extraordinary um, um, disadvantage, if you will, that this country has accepted when it comes to the trade imbalance with China, you think him trying to get money back from China uh, in, our, in, our, in our free trade to make it fair trade, you think that is a, a fraudulent thing to do? No, I think it's fraudulent that he hasn't condemned them for what's going on in Hong Kong, but you jump all over a basketball player. Why don't you well, jump all over the president for not condemning him? Well, there's two th- there's two things you have to consider. Number one, the president of the United States is supposed to be sitting down across a table from the Chinese, his Chinese counterparts, insulting them, isn't going to help us get this trade war ended so that we can help our farmers and help all of the, the rest of uh, 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 the the uh, producers in this country. Uh, that's number one. And number two, I think the president of the United States has indeed condemned ch- communist China, but he has to. Rec- you have to recognize everybody else has to recognize lebron james isn't negotiating with china lebron james doesn't have anything to do except say you know what i'm an american i believe in liberty i think everybody should be free president trump has said that lebron james hasn't if you want him to rant about uh, the chinese government and then expect to get anywhere with them when they sit down across the table and try to end the unfair trade practices that have gone on in the uh, last several decades with that country then you're not going to get anything done mike it's okay for him to send silly letters to the leader of Turkey and expect something to get done, huh? But uh, what you're saying is Trump is putting money in, ahead of liberty and freedom, and you were condemning... No, no, not at all. No, no, not at all. Yes, he is not doing yes, anything. Yes, look, look, Donald Trump, Donald Trump cannot make the Chinese government free Hong Kong. He can't do that. That's not within his purview. It's not possible. He's not going to go to war with China in order to free Hong Kong. What he can do, however, is help the United States of America and help our economy. We're not going to stop trade with China. Okay? We're just not. It's never going to happen. The Chinese government and the American governments, ideologically as different as they could be, literally night and day, black and white, literally on the opposite ends of the the world, uh, they could not be more different. But they need one another. The Chinese government, why do you think they haven't cut off trade with us uh, after President Trump instituted the tariffs? They responded with their own, but nobody is just going to say, that's it. No, we're going to have a complete embargo on Chinese goods in the United States. It would have a terrible effect on our own economy. 
We can't crash our own economy on a principle like that. We just can't do that because it affects literally 340 million Americans. Chinese know that they can't do without the United States government. So they're going to posture and they're going to, they're going to battle and they're going to negotiate. The one thing we're not going to do is go to war over it. We can't, we can't embargo goods from China like we did from Cuba. It is simply not possible. It will, it will be devastating to our economy and, quite frankly, the world's economy. So this is chess. This is not checkers. As to the letter to the president of Turkey, I didn't find it childish at all. He speaks in language that we use. He said, don't be stupid. Make a deal here. Stop with the invasion so we don't have to crush you. You're going to try to crush the Kurds. We're going to crush you economically. Don't be stupid. Let's make a deal. Call me and let's work this out. That's one of the reasons why he was elected president because he speaks like we do. He's direct. He doesn't hide behind a lot of the uh, ridiculous bureaucracy that many other presidents have hid behind. He's going to speak plainly, and that's one of the things that we absolutely love about him. Mike, I thank you for your call. I do not suppress calls on this program. If you have a disagreement, call and express it, and we'll chat like we just did. Mike Gallagher's next. We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.